I realized that music is way better with friends. It's so lonely when you do it by yourself, but people really like the collaboration that I do with other people. So why not use that as a tool to bring people together? We can come together and love each other regardless of where we come from. A lot of times I'll make a collaboration with somebody I would have never talked to on the street because their aesthetics or my aesthetics or they didn't want to come up to me or I didn't want to come up to them, but we'll do music together. And now we're friends because we have that commonality right there. So I just like the icebreaker of music. I like the experience of music when it comes to collaboration. Is that much of a, is that, that's not much of a change for you, right? My name is Kerry Kite. I used to load bombs in the Air Force, and now I'm a writer, a filmmaker, and an entrepreneur. Through using the post-9-11 GI Bill to go to college, working hourly jobs to pay the bills, and freelancing my way into a career, I've studied what it takes to successfully transition from service to civilian. And that study has become a conversation. On this podcast, I speak to other veterans, successful artists and entrepreneurs about their transition, what they did well, where they failed, what they learned, and most importantly, how they applied their skills. Episode 43 features Raymond Lott Jr., the Marine rapper, who is attempting a Guinness World Record for the most number of songs consecutively recorded in a single year. Welcome. This is Veteran Made. All right, we are live. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. Yourself? I'm I'm doing awesome, um, and I'm 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 super stoked to have you. Um, glad we we finally made this work. I know we've been we've been trying to get some dates yeah. and times lined up. Um, finally made it happen. But uh, but yeah, welcome. We did it. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Uh, you know, Raymond Tmr Timmer, the Marine rapper. I saw you just posted about that recently. People calling you different things. So, uh, welcome. Super stoked to have you. Thanks for thanks yes, for joining. Yes, sir. Me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, listen, let's let's jump right in. I'd love to hear. Can, can we talk about the Don Graves story and, and kind of talk about that single and and the content that you've kind of created around there and his story and your connection to him? Absolutely. So I got connected with World War II uh, veteran Corporal Don Graves, who's uh, 97. Uh, uh, well, 98 as of May 3rd. He's 98 years old as of May 3rd. Um, I got connected with him through a mutual friend. Uh, from the Marine Corps. So what happened was uh, in the Marine Corps, I was a combat correspondent, um, aka a war reporter. So if you ever saw Full Metal Jacket and you saw the guy with the rifle and the camera running around with the infantry, that's what I did in Iraq and Afghanistan. So while I was doing that, I made lots of friends, especially reporter friends. So one of my reporter friends, his name is Clayton. And Clayton, he was like, hey, bro, um, I got a cool story. Um, and I know how you are on social media. And I want to see if you can get this story out to help up my buddy, Jeremy Locke, who just started a podcast called Last Letters Pod, um, who also is a military journalist, but he did the same thing as me and Clayton in the Marine Corps, but he did it in the Air Force. He's like, hey, can you help out my boy Jeremy? And I said, yeah, man, connect me. We'll, uh, let's get on the email thread and we'll figure something out. So Clayton connected me to Jeremy and me and Jeremy got on an email thread and started talking back and forth. And he was like, hey, Corporal Don Graves, a World War II veteran, um, 98 as of May 3rd. Uh, we're going to take him to Ireland to sing in a pub and drink a Guinness. And we want to get the word out there. Uh, and we're raising money to get him out there. So we just need your we just uh, need your help. Hey, can you just make a couple social media posts? And I and he said, uh, before you do, just check out his bio so you can get familiar with uh, Corporal Don Graves. And I said, yeah, for sure. And then so I read his bio and it goes Marine. And then the next thing says singer. And I said, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. You said singer? So if he's a singer and I'm a rapper, there means there's some type of synergy there. And me just sharing the GoFundMe post is not good enough. We can do bigger. We can do better things. I have a great idea. They're like, OK, what, what's your idea? I said, my idea is to do a collaboration and bridge the gap between Iwo Jima and Afghanistan veterans. They're like, how are you going to do that? I said, I'm going to do a song. They're like, but, you know, we're in we're in Dallas, Texas. And I said, hey, I'm in Texas, too. I can drive to wherever you're at. You tell me where. Uh, wherever he's at, I will be there. I don't care. My priority is Corporal Don Graves, huge hero, served our country, basically uh, lived about 100 years. I'll do what I got to do. So they're like, okay, in two weeks, meet us in Dallas and you can bring your studio equipment and all that. And um, Jeremy said, I'll take photos and, and record a video, you guys, and, and we'll see what we get. So we ended up, record we ended up recording for like an hour. We created this great song built around Irish eyes are smiling because he's an Irish guy. 
Um, so he sung Irish Eyes Are Smiling. And, and what I did as a hip hop guy, if anybody knows the history of hip hop, hip, his, uh, hip hop is all about sampling. So you sample older songs and, and kind of like twist it and make it uh, fresher and new. And I said, how dope would it be if we blended both of our cultures of Irish and African-American and black and mix that all together somehow and make a new song? Uh, for the generations and showing that we're not so different and kind of as a therapy a, a therapy for both of us because he loves singing for therapy and it makes him feel good and for me because um, I started rapping and, and started uh, being a music producer because it helps me with my PTSD and my anxiety and stuff like that so it was kind of like therapeutic and cathartic but also it gives us a chance to entertain at the same time so I was like oh this is going to be awesome so uh I recorded him singing Irish Eyes Are Smiling. Um, I took those recordings back and I produced a song with my other uh, military veteran friend. His name is Killavik Beats. He's a Marine Corps veteran. Um, he also he also has uh, billboard charts with us. Um, so very successful uh, Marine Corps producer after he got out. Um, and then so he made a beat around it and he made a beat around it, but it was rock. And I was like, hey, bro, I really love your rock rendition, but... Don is from the you know 40s, 50s, those 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 rock, those lighter rock, those jazz, those bluesy eras. Could you make a jazz version? And he made a jazz version. And then I was like, bro, I love the jazz version, but can you do something different? He made it a rap version. I was like, okay, I appreciate it, bro. So I post the jazz, the rock, and the rap version to social media. And they're like, hey, we like all those versions, but it'd be cool if you mashed them all up. And I said, okay, so I made an alternative version. So there ended up being four versions of Don singing Irish Eyes Are Smiling, uh, the new version, which we called Smiling, that's available on iTunes and Spotify now, but it's called uh, Smiling. But I was like, we need something to appeal to the masses and appeal to the females. So I got with a, an army soldier, um, and she's Irish, and she sung um, Irish Eyes Are Smiling, her rendition of that, and she sung a Whole World in His Hands, because Whole World in His Hands is a gospel, a black gospel song. So I was like, what better way to bridge the gap than to connect a black gospel song and an Irish song because I'm black and he's Irish. It's just obvious, right? So we mixed Whole World in His Hands with Irish Eyes Are Smiling and we created a song called Smiling um, by the Marine rapper Don Gray's featuring Emma Louise and produced by Marine Corps Billboard charting producer Killavik Beats. And now that makes Don Graves the oldest living recording artist as of this recording right now he uh just un unofficially beats out uh tony bennett we're submitting him for a guinness book of world records which is ironic because he likes guinness at the same time and then i'm also doing a guinness book of world records that we'll talk about later but um that's how we all connected and and we wanted to just do something special. We wanted to do something more than a social media post. So we decided to make a song, which ended up being four songs, which ended up being an album now. So all those songs are on an album called Smiling as well. So uh, we just wanted to do most with most for them. And then also on top of that, we're doing happy birthday shout outs. So if you still have those happy birthday shout outs, it's still valid right now because we, we're celebrating him all year. So we're going to celebrate him all year uh, for being uh, 98. And we want to just show respect to him for serving our country and other countries as well, because it was a joint effort for World War II as well. So uh, that's that's the background behind my connection with Don Graves and how we made this song and how all the songs came to be and how the album came to be. That's so dope. Uh, there's obviously a lot of threads to pull on there. Um, kind of the, the two I want to focus on. So when I think of you, I, I think of I think of I think of two things. I think of how collaborative you are, and then how prolific you are. Right. So, in terms of just getting music out there, I mean, you're just constantly putting music out there. And, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about that later when we're talking about your your Guinness Book of World Records um, uh, feat that you're accomplishing right now. But I, I want to talk a little bit about collaboration first. Yeah. So, I mean, you're almost never by yourself. No. On, on a song or <laughs> no. Uh, you're constantly uh, collaborating and you're collaborating with other military veterans. You're collaborating with other military service members. Um, you're collaborating with, with other producers and MCs and people that, that aren't uh, in the military affiliated with the military, yeah. but, but like to support and, and like to collaborate. So 
Can you talk a little bit about your your philosophy, your approach, your framework for for making music and collaborating with all of the different folks that you collaborate with? Well, um, over you know all the time I've been doing music and listening to music, being a fan of music, producing music, performing it, going to concerts, I realized that music is way better with friends. It's way better with friends. It's so lonely when you do it by yourself. I've tried it. I've tried to be in a you know a solo artist or whatever, and I do that too. I do my solo stuff because I feel like certain things you can do solo and certain things only apply to solo. But um, I realized that when, for, for example, social media is so great because it can tell you instantly um, whether something's a hit or not, or whether people are feeling it or what people are feeling. So I'll post something solo by myself. And sometimes they do really well with by myself if it's like a story from the military that nobody else can tell. Um, but People really like the collaboration that I do with other people, whether it be military, um, civilian, female, male, black, white. It doesn't matter. I do it with all types of people. If you look at my page, it's it's just all of America. I don't care who you are. Um, I you know we all have our own beliefs and differences and stuff like that. But I feel like the one thing that always brings us together is music. So why not use that as a tool um, to bring people together? Because I have a bigger a bigger goal of bringing people together. So I love collaborating with people. So uh, one thing that I've been doing, an initiative that I've been doing is putting out my solo song, but then leaving um, the second or the third verse open for somebody to collaborate on it. And so I put it on social media and then somebody, you know, adds their, you know, music or they add their uh, vocals to it. And then we'll put it out as a collaboration just to show that, uh, we're not so different that we can come together on a common accord and we could just have fun and everything's not about, you know, war and politics and military and, you know, hate and stuff like that. We can come together and love each other regardless of where we come from, because a lot of times I'll make a collaboration with somebody I would have never talked to, you know, on the street because, you know, their aesthetics or my aesthetics or they didn't want to come to me or I didn't want to come up to them. But we'll do music together. And now we're friends because we have that commonality right there. So um, I just like the icebreaker of music. I like the experience of uh, music when it comes to collaboration. I like um, just the feeling. It makes me feel better. You know, sometimes when, when you're feeling an emotion, sad, happy, whatever, um, you can put on your favorite tune, whatever it is, whatever genre you like, and then it'll make you feel better. And just to know that if I'm a person that makes somebody else feel better or that somebody else can relate to because I decided to make a song or I decided to make a collaboration with somebody through the internet. Um, that's, that's enough. You know what I mean? Obviously we all have to, you know, eat and make money and stuff like that. But like just the feeling of, uh, making somebody feel better. I mean, I've had people, um, tell me that they literally joined the Marine Corps because of me. Um, so I, I dropped a song called Star Spangled Banger and it's just talking about how patriotic I am as a black man. And for some reason, that's just so uh, controversial that as a black man, you can't be patriotic. But I am. I just love this country because I've been to other countries. And, and when they say they're poor, they're actually poor. When they say they're hungry, they're actually hungry. Here in the United States, we have the richest poor people I've ever seen in my life. We have people overseas, they're like, I'm hungry. And they're on literally on the street dirty and they're hungry. And then when you give them a piece of bread, give them a sandwich, they're going to eat it right there on the spot. I've been to places in the US, they say, I'm hungry. And I give them something to eat. And they're like, no, I wanted money for booze. And I'm like, how ungrateful, you know? So I just feel like, I just feel like, people uh, shouldn't judge people if they say they love this country. And I didn't say there's no problems with this country. Didn't say that because there is, there's problems with everything. But when somebody says there's problems with the country, um, that doesn't mean you can't love it as a whole. So me as a, as a person who, who serves, um, who's seen the world, who's been around, who hasn't jumped to judgment about loving America, um, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. And so I express it on my music. And because I express it on my music, it's infectious. And a lot of, and a lot of other people love that uh, American spirit. They love the patriotism. So they follow me. And back to that kid, there was a kid who messaged me, said, hey, listen, I listened to Star Spangled Banger, that patriotic song. And because I just respect you as a person, as a Marine, as a patriot, what I want to do is I want to join the United States Marine Corps. I was like, all right, bro, hey, if you do it, remember, 
you're joining the military. The Marine Corps is the military. You're going to be running. You're going to be gunning. You're going to be physical. It's going to be hard. They're going to test you physically, mentally, and emotionally. This is not a joke. It's not a game. I know I make it kind of look cool and music and stuff and sound cool because it does. There's some cool stuff to it. But know what you're doing. He's like, yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, sir. I'm sure. He's all, he's all, I will message you in three months. I'm going to boot camp. No kidding. Three months to the date, he messaged me, said, hey, I'm a United States Marine. I was like, oh. it gets me emotional thinking about it. I was like, wow. Because he listened to my song, bro. Because he listened to my song. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it. I think what's I think what's so cool about about what you do and how you do it is, you know, especially now where things are hyper political and things are hyper polarized and things are are. Uh, it's gotten to a point where you're not allowed to do certain things with certain people, right? And both sides yeah. of, of the aisle do that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you can't trust that person because of one or two things that they believe and they've said on the internet, yeah. and you can't trust these people over here because of one or two things that they've said on the internet. And what ends up happening is we're just shouting at each other with all of these long op-eds and all these long articles and all these news clips and all these things that are like super highbrow and super, you know, um, theoretical and, and political science and yeah. kind of all that. And whereas what you're doing is you're coming together through story, you're coming together through art, you're coming together through music, you're finding commonalities with folks and and telling a story, telling your, your you know, corner of this country's story and this country's story through um through something that's going to touch the heart rather than just try to grab the mind exactly and and i think that's i think that's obviously like i'm a storyteller by trade you know i went to film school i work in in commercial advertising and commercial production and so that obviously speaks to me because that's the same kind of thing that i i try to do as well and i think it's just so key that you do it in a way um that that truly bridges those gaps like here you know down yeah. here instead of instead of up here exactly. you know what i'm saying exactly. um and it's also you know these platforms obviously like meta has been in the news you know for the last like decade it seems with facebook and instagram and, and then tiktok and all these other things that are like these platforms are and then and it's factual right these platforms are doing things that are driving people in this country apart right yeah. that's just a fact at this point we can't deny it but i love that you're not cynical about using those platforms for good because the way that we let that continue to happen and drive us farther and farther apart is to say, all right, I'm not going to use that platform. I'm abstaining from that. I'm boycotting that. I'm not going to participate. But what you're doing is you're like, no, I'm going to participate. And I'm going to, I'm going to like, you know, like, you know, that clip in, in Spider-Man, right? Where he's like, he's got the webs and he's pulling the two, you know, pieces of the, of the ship together. You're yeah. like trying to hold this together and try to, try to, you know, not just you by yourself, but you know, all of us that are kind of operating in this exactly. corner. Exactly. We're not going to be. We're not going to be pessimistic. We're not going to be cynical. Uh, we're, we're actually going to use this platform to connect with each other and other people, exactly. and try to bring everybody together to, um, to to make things, to make things that have value. Exactly. And every time I speak to somebody online, I don't seek to argue. I seek to understand because we're all humans, and we all want you know simple things like. First is like shelter and food and water and, and then, you know, then family relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And then when we realize that at our core, we are similar, then you realize, oh, there may be a guy that commented on my post, my video, my picture, send me a DM, whatever it may be. Instead of get mad at him because he called me a name or said something about me, how about I seek to understand that individual he or she may had a bad day today or or actually just want some attention sometimes people just comment on your page because they want attention and once you you know if if you know sometimes people are just hateful and they're, you're not going to get through to them but there are people most people want to be understood they want to feel some type of love and they may not have anybody around them but their phone and they're like, hey, let me log on to TMR's page and troll them a little bit just to see something. Like I had uh, yesterday, just yesterday, a guy, there's there's two people. There's one person saying, is the Marine rapper just the name? <laughs> and I was like, what? It just made no sense to me. I was just like, that's disrespectful to every Marine ever and disrespectful to every rapper ever, right? And, and I was like, no, it's not just a name. And so I posted the picture of me in my uniform and everything, just like, Hey guys, listen, introduction. This is, this was me in the Marine Corps, this and that. Um, I know you guys see the awards on my chest. 
But those are that's that. That was me when I was a Marine. But right now, my name is Raymond. Or you can call me Timmer or whatever. And I'm just the guy who raps and tells stories about some amazing guys like Corporal Don Graves. That's all I do today. I'm a regular dude. Um, it, I did some cool stuff, but that's it. I'm not here to portray that I'm better than anybody or I'm a hero or anything because I don't feel like anybody's better than anybody else. I just feel like there's some hustlers, though. So there's a lot of hustlers. You'll, you'll hear me in my, my rap music talk about how, you know, I'm great and stuff like that. But I say it in a way as inspiration and motivation. So if somebody's listening to my music, if you put it on on the gym, you're going to feel like you're Superman, like you can get that extra rep out. So when you hear me boast and be uh, braggadacious and stuff like that, it's only because I want to hype you up in the gym. It's only because I want you to believe in yourself. It's only because I believe in myself. And a lot of times when I'm recording a lot of songs, I don't have anybody else in this studio. It's just me. If I don't believe in myself, if I have a bad day and I don't believe in myself, I'm never going to get it done. And especially, you know, what I'm doing now that we're going to get into later. But what I'm doing now, it it takes discipline. It takes only self-belief. And if I don't believe in myself, regardless of what people say on the Internet, I will fail. So all I'm saying is just um, if people realize that we're all the same at our core and seek to understand people and take a minute to talk to them, you'll realize that they may be a fan. Um because after I posted that picture of me in my uniform, another Marine said, oh, you don't have to show off all your your awards on your chest. I don't know if you had seen that. Oh, you don't have to show that off. And I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Crop the photo? Like, that's my awards. I don't know what to tell you. Because uh, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Listen, these are my awards. I'm just paraphrasing it because I, I kind of like got spicy with them in the comments. But I, I'm paraphrasing. I'm just like, yo, these are my awards. I'm not showing off. I don't know what to tell you. We're both Marines, bro whatever. And then he responded yeah. back to me, actually, I'm a fan. I've been following you for almost 10 years and I love your music. And then I realized he just wanted somebody to talk to. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I, re I respect that. And I, I didn't tell him, but I'm going to send him a merch pack with my, my new gear and everything for free for following me for 10 years. That's crazy. Um, but he just wanted attention. But if we don't uh, realize that, if we don't see that in those certain people and and take a minute to talk to them we what might we might miss those opportunities to interact with those individuals and change their day and then he was like you know what you know you kind of made my day etc cetera, etc cetera. and then we kind of built a rapport from that and it turned into a positive thing from a negative thing he was just he was just kind of like trolling me saying oh you don't have to show off your awards or whatever but he just wanted attention and then i gave him a little bit of attention and then he was like, matter of fact, I'm a fan, bro. Like, I can't even lie. I love your music. And I was just like, cool, man. We cool. There's no there's no hard feelings. So I feel like if we all do that and take a minute, be like, hey, um, hey, Carrie, do you you, you just want to talk or what? And then he's like, and then Carrie's like, yeah. And then then we're good from there. Instead of calling somebody a name or being mad at them because of a uh, organization or a certain category or uh, military or political affiliation or country affiliation, whatever they may have, you know, there's, there's certainly so many different categories, but if we take a minute to understand the individual, whether it's through social, economic education or music, we will all have a better world. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, people are strange creatures. We like to believe that we're rational, but we're not, we're, we're, we're very emotional, you know, and I've got, my, my uncle's got a phrase um, that, that he uses that I've that I've co-opted. And then it, and it relates to a phrase that uh, one of my best friends and I use all the time. My uncle says, you know, just be a human about it. Yeah. Right. You just be a person of whatever it is, whatever you're doing, just be a human about it. And and that kind of bridges to to a, a, a phrase that, that one of my best friends and I use, which is give people their humanity. Right. Mm -hmm. Like assume, uh, you know, something I learned from from my wife years ago at an organization she used to work at was like assume best intent. Right. Yeah. So like even though somebody might say something that that you could perceive as mean or frankly, something that is mean, assume their best intent to meet them where they yeah. are, to give them their humanity, to understand that, hey, I've been in a situation where I want to say something snarky. I've been in a situation where I say something cutting and yeah. I didn't actually I just had this feeling inside of me that I needed to get out. I did not know how to communicate it. So I lashed out. But when we give people their humanity, not easy to do, right? Something that takes time, something that takes discipline um, and something that takes, you know, humanity as well to just give people who they are, meet them where they are instead of trying to meet them where you think they should be. 
because there's a good chance that you're probably wrong about that. Exactly. And I have I, uh, one of the lines that I've said in my song, I said, why do we bleed on people who didn't cut us? Mm. You know, a lot of times, you know, say I, I make uh, Carrie mad and then you go out and you you yell at somebody, but you're mad at me. You're mad at Ray. You're, you're mad at Ray because I said something to you and you held it in and you didn't solve it with me. You didn't say, hey, Ray, I want to holler at you because of A, B and C. Now you go out and you say you may say something snarky. I'm not saying you would say that, but say, say you say something snarky to somebody else because um, I'm just using uh, I'm just using us as an example. Say you say something uh, snarky to somebody else because uh, I made you mad. Um, and then th then it starts a whole nother problem. And then you realize, you know what? My problem isn't with Bob. It's with Ray. <laughs> it's with Ray. And then so when I when I think that there are people who may have said something to me or mean, snarky, whatever to me, um, I go, wait a minute. Hold on. Hey, bro, how's your day going? Hey, sis, how's your day going? You know what? I had a you know, honestly, it ain't even about you. It's about I'm dealing with my family. My brother made me mad today. And I just I just went off on you. My bad. You know, and yeah. I would I would say more often than not, when I stop to talk to them, it's literally not me. Yep. It's just it's yep. usually not. It's they 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 wrong. They woke up on the wrong side of the bed or whatever like that. And then when you realize that it's actually funny, and then you have a laugh about it. Be like, you know, it's all good. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I would been there, done that, you know. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I do that, you know, all the time to each other. We'll be like. Uh, hey, you know what? I'm I'm in a mood. I'm feeling some type of way. So I just I just you know I you know just like give me a little grace here. You yeah. know, we, and we, <laughs> we taught her that. You know, she's three years old, and and if she if she wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and comes downstairs, you know, just clucking about things that are just like I'm like, hey, you're allowed to feel the way that you feel. You're allowed to have not gotten good sleep. You're allowed to have had a bad dream. You're allowed to like feel whatever. But just we don't do that to yeah. each other. You uh -huh. know, what I mean, if if that is the case and you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Yeah. If that is the case don't want to talk about it just sit with yourself for a little bit yeah just take time to yourself and then then you know then then we can reconvene you know a little bit later um so i'd love i'd love to hear so kind of along the lines of, of collaborating and doing some solo work yeah. you did mention that, that music was very was and is very healing for you and you initially started making music and, and rapping as a means to to cope with with um emotional challenges that that you were facing can you talk a little bit about that journey and, and how it started, you know, maybe with you by yourself working on some of that healing through music and then and then how it evolved into the kind of collaborative structure that you have? I would love to. So when um, I was going through different deployments um, and I realized that, you know, it was real and that people were not coming back and that I was in lots of situations to where if I was in that spot, it would have been me. If I was in that spot, it would have been me. There's actually a literal time where um, one of my bosses is like, hey, man, you've been running and gunning. You've been being on patrol for a couple of days straight. I think it was four days straight or whatever, four days straight of 14-hour um, patrols. So basically on your feet all day, 50 pounds of gear. Um, on top of that, I had my 10 pounds of gear of camera equipment. So I was like the heaviest one in the patrol as well on top of that. And I was exhausted or whatever. So my boss was like, hey, man, stay back, rest and refit, you know, take a shower at the at the, at the base or whatever. Shower as in baby wipes. Uh, wipe yourself down with baby wipes. Um, stay back. And I said, OK. The patrol I didn't go on was the patrol where one of the truck drivers got shot, the truck that I usually take. So, and so I don't know if that could have been me, but it could have been me because I don't know if I would have got out first, like how he did. I don't know if he would have got out first. I don't know what would have happened, but I know that's the exact truck that I ride in. And his name's Corporal Ledsom, RIP to him and his family. Um, that was the exact truck, uh, that I rode in and he, he got killed. And as I, man, it was two dozen, two dozen people we started to lose as we started to lose more and more people in Iraq. I started thinking, wow, God has given me another day. And how is how am I being afforded another day when I did not feel like I was the top warrior out there on the battlefield at all? 
at all. I was like, I'm, I'm trained. I'm a Marine. I could shoot. I could run. I'm fast and all that. But I by no means thought I was Marcus Luttrell. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I, I never thought I was Rudy Reyes. I never thought I was uh, David Goggins. I never thought I was any of those heroes that you hear about. I never thought that. So why did I stay and they go? I just didn't understand it because they were the ones like, hey, bro, watch out for this. Watch out for that. You want to keep your head down. Da, 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 da. They're teaching me how to navigate on the battlefield. And then they get killed by a sniper. That's not fair, you know? Um, so I dealt with a lot of survivor's guilt. I dealt with a lot of purpose issues. And then I then I had some self-reflection to myself after I, I broke, when, after I got out, I moved to Texas. And, and um, one time in the bathroom, I just broke down and I started crying. And I was just like, you know, why am I here? What am I good for? And then um, my girlfriend at the time, like, you know, consoled me or whatever. But I realized that, you know, as I looked in the mirror, it was only me. And I'm here to tell their story. That is my function. That is my purpose. And any way I can tell those heroes story, I'm going to do it. And my medium just happens to be music. And so not only is it therapeutic and cathartic to me, but it's also a way to be therapeutic and cathartic to other individuals by telling the story of these heroes that got killed or the heroes that done crazy, amazing things overseas. If I can do that in a new way, using hip hop, rock, jazz, whatever uh, genre of music, and also collaborate with other individuals who are going through the same thing because there's other military veterans who served overseas that I've uh, recorded with. Um, if it, if it helps anybody by us doing that, it's a success. And that's why now lately I haven't been only exclusive to military veterans. I've also done stuff with civilians and people who disagree with me on certain things, specifically to give a full spectrum and to help them too. There's a lot of people that I end up collaborating with that are civilians that are like, you know what? I, I don't relate to, you know, your experience, but I respect you. I respect you because... For these 10 years that I've been following you, I have not seen you change. I've always always seen you stick to your guns, and I've always seen you come through for your uh, fellow brothers and sisters in arms, and I respect that. And for, for anybody to get somebody who is not in the same world to see and envision the world that they're in and the experience that they've been through is a win, too. So it's a win with you know the veterans. It's a win with the civilians. So um, that's that's the whole thing with music, with me and music in collaboration with me, man. It's just I feel like I'm here to tell the story of heroes. And that is my purpose. And if I can do that and help other individuals do that, it's a success. And I feel like my purpose at the military, I feel like my purpose after the military has been filled. Blah. I feel like my purpose after the military has been fulfilled if i'm able to help other individuals tell their story and other people connect with my stories yeah it's beautiful what um where'd you get your start with music were you a musician uh did you i mean were you just a fan before you joined the military did you you know produce or or do anything before you join the military? Is this something that, that came about uh, after after you had these experiences? Great story. So growing up, I was four foot eleven, so I always stood out. Um, I, I didn't grow until my senior year, and then that's when I grew a foot up to five eleven. But I was four eleven, so I got bullied, made fun of. Also, I grew up listening to rock music, not doing music, but listening to rock music. But I was always an individual who stood out. Um, I looked like uh, there's an old show. Uh, Webster, like little small. Yeah, it was, I, I look like Webster. I was a small kid in high school even. So girls would be like, you're cute. And I'm like, really? They're like, no, for a little brother. And they're like, get out of here, you know, stuff like that. So it was my life was a sitcom growing up, but I always stood out. And then in high school, I kind of got like my swagger where I didn't care. I was like, OK, I am the shortest in school, whatever. And they're like, oh, that's little Ray Ray. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, and I would I would just play into it. And then I got into wrestling and then I got into uh, student government, uh, you know, helping out with the entertainment and talent shows and stuff like that. And um, I grew up actually as an artist. I thought I was going to be an animator. So I draw and stuff and I was into cartoons and stuff. 
Um, but I was still into rock music and skateboarding. And then um, I entered a talent show. I did a cover of Tupac and I was into that. And then I did a cover of Bustin' Rhymes and I was into that. But I really wasn't into like hip hop. I was more so into rock music like Nirvana and stuff like that, like grungy stuff, because it went hand in hand. Rock music went hand in hand with skateboarding and that culture and things like that. So I never really was in it. And then I went home one day, I think I was like 17 or 18. So I got into rap music very late because one of my mom's friends, she said, what are you listening to in your headphones? I was like some, I don't know, Primus or like Nirvana or something or Tool or something or Perfect Circle. And she's like, you're listening to rock music? She's like, what? She's like, hold up. She goes and gets me a double CD of Notorious B.I.G. And she says, here you go. Imagine Notorious B.I.G. is my first introduction to hip hop formally. That's not a bad introduction at all. One of the greatest rappers of all time was my introduction. So I'm like, my mind is blown because even though I weighed one third of Notorious B.I.G., I related to him because he always said things in his music. If you listen, basically his theme was it doesn't matter what you look like. If you have confidence, you can get it done. He had a line that went black and ugly as ever. However, I stay coochie down in the socks. So basically he's saying, I'm black, I'm fat, I'm ugly, but I'm fresh though. All the girls like me still because I have confidence. And that's what I heard as a teenager. So I was like, whoa, if a big fat black dude can make it in hip hop and be the hottest thing, a, a skinny nerdy skateboarder dude can start rapping. And so like I started rapping or whatever. And then I was battling by the movie theaters, just like, you know, Eight Mile and stuff like that. I was battling. So I started as a battle rapper and I was I was pretty good because the thing was, I just took what the bullies told me. And so I was getting bullied. So I knew what was mean. So I knew yeah. what to say what was mean. Literally like Eight Mile, like what B-Rabbit yeah, does at the you, end of that. How, how, like, I said everything you're going to say, so. How, how B-Rabbit flipped it. I'm like, yeah, I am yeah. a nerd. Yeah, I am skinny. Yeah, I look like Urkel. Now what? Now let's talk about you. Like, you know what I mean? So, 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 you know, that, you know, that method always works in battle rap. If you're able to take whatever the enemy could possibly say about you and flip it and own it and then totally demolish them with all their insecurities. So that's how I started rap. That's how I started getting into hip hop. But then I had to put it on pause because I was broken. I was just working at Taco Bell as a rapper. I was literally wrapping up. I was literally a rapper at Taco Bell. I was wrapping tacos at Taco Bell, literally. And yeah. Then eventually I came across um, a, a Marine Corps recruiter. She recruited me and I went to the Marine Corps side to kind of like put music on pause. I rapped here and there, but not seriously. And then when YouTube came along, um, I went viral because I asked out Betty White to the Marine Corps ball, which is a huge thing. I asked out Betty White to the ball. After I asked her to the ball, I went viral. I was one of the first Marines to go viral. And I didn't even know what that was. They didn't even have a name for it at that time because YouTube was just starting. And... After I went viral, um, Betty White ended up saying no because she, I mean, she was older. She couldn't really like do anything or dance or anything. But after she said no, um, Linda Hamilton, also known as Sarah Connor from the Terminator movies, she got on YouTube and asked me out. So boom, I ended up taking Sarah Connor to the United States Marine Corps ball. And then I was like, you know, I'm good at this social media stuff and videos. So I started to record again and start rapping again. I still wasn't good yet, but I started to get into it. And then I just started taking it more seriously after I got out of the United States Marine Corps and I went to uh, music school out in um, in California, the Los Angeles uh, Film School that does film as well. So I went out there and I and I started going, getting into music. I um, ended up sitting next to this guy. On my right, we're, uh, there's a guy who does rock music. So we're doing a um, we're doing a show and tell type of thing. And the guy- your, Say what? Can you tell your- can you tilt your phone up just a little bit so I can see? Because I'm going to put some, some of this on. Tilt. You're getting your eyes cut off a little bit. Oh, tilt it up? Your- like this? Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, there we go. So there's a guy that was sitting next to me, an Air Force veteran. He was like, the teacher was like, yo, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a, I'm a metal guitarist, but I've been getting into production lately. He's like, oh, really? Tell me about that. He's like, since I don't have any band anymore, what I do is I take all my old metal riffs and I put them over hip hop beats. He's all, but my dilemma is and my problem is I don't know any rapper who can rap over metal rap beats and a rapper who is really into rock music. <laughs> and this is like the guy on my right. 
and we're going, we're going to the, we're going to the left. And the teacher gets to me and I'm like, bro, he's, he's like, yeah. I was like, it's me. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yeah. I said, I grew up off of rock music and I rap. He's like, no. I said, yeah, bro. And like literally it was, it was crazy. It, I was sitting right next to him. I was like, yeah, bro. I said, let's work. The song that we made was Star Spangled Banger. Got on Apple Music uh, highlighted. Um, it was number 10 on the charts. Um, and I think it's at 300,000 views on YouTube. Independently, no label. We keep everything. So if that, if anybody knows anything about music, you usually have to have a label to get those type of numbers. To, to get 300,000 views on YouTube, you have to have a label. And it's at a million streams on Spotify without a label. With two military veterans, an Air Force veteran and a Marine Corps veteran doing metal rap fusion. Something that doesn't really exist anymore. The the earliest was kind of like Linkin Park and, and, um, and Limp Biscuit, But... Um, but being two military veterans doing that, and then also it was kind of like a new thing because there's two black military veterans talking about their experiences because I have a certain experience being very patriotic and then my producer has a different experience. Um, so it was just like two people with different experience clashing, making music together and making people be able to come together through that musical composition that we created out there in LA. And it was like a beautiful thing. So, and then that was the start of my current music career. And now I want to pay it forward and collaborate with a whole bunch of other folks. And I'm doing it through my uh, various Instagram and social media uh, collaborations. They're called open verses. So um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's for those that don't know, just like get on, get on, on, uh, you know, the Marine rapper on Instagram and, and just go through the feed and look at those. It's just incredible. The, the the amount of and the types of people that that you reach and you do that side by side with the camera yeah, so that side by side so I'll, I'll i'll do the first, i'll do the first part of the song like i'll do a couple bars of the song and then i'll leave the rest of the music open for people who are not music just breaking it down barney saw for you i'll do the first part of the song and then i'll leave the rest of the music for anybody who wants to collaborate and they just have to you know um sing or rap about the topic and then you can check it out on social media yeah. Yeah. It, it's dope. Um, highly recommend. We'll link everything out, obviously in the show notes. Um, all right. So to, um, to, uh, to kind of start, start, start to wrap things up here. I'd love to tell us about what you're doing with the Guinness book of world records. Um, what are you trying to accomplish right now, uh, this year? Uh, and then, and then we can chat a little bit about what's next after that. Absolutely. I'll, uh, you know, I'll sum it up really quick, but, um, uh, so I'm attempting a Guinness book of world record for the most songs consecutively, released in a year so i'm on day 83 today and i haven't stopped i've released a full song for 83 days in a row um so i've recorded mixed mastered and released a song within 24 hours of each other and put them out there and no one has done this record officially and so guinness book of world records set the record at 365 days and you know military people we have to go longer than that so i'm gonna go longer than that but uh i'm at day 83 and i'm doing it as um for for a couple reasons uh just to show that i can have the discipline because us military folks especially with fitness you have to be disciplined if you have to get up every single day and work out etc cetera, etc cetera. so i was like why can't a music artist do that why can't i get up every day and record a song so that was my meaning behind it, as well as to motivate everybody else and be like, hey, you guys can do it too. And and so some of those songs that are more popular, I grab those and I make them into the open verses, which other people can collaborate and have fun with as well. Um, but I'm just doing the Guinness Book of World Record to just give me something to do every day. But it just coincidentally is a, a record and um, for motivational purposes as well. Yeah, I, I think what's I think what's really important, especially for this audience to hear is because as artists, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, we tend to get stuck, right? And we think about like, you know, perfection and we need to have the the best version of the best thing that we want to accomplish and we need to have it right now, right? But you, you've touched on a couple of things that are really important. And I actually just happened to post about it this morning on Instagram. Um, so a month ago for those listening right now, but the, the, um, the ability to suffer through 
the work to get to what is on the other side. Yes. Right. That is a skill that we developed in the military that was developed for us really, right. By like our drill instructors and then by cadre and then by, you know, um, on the job, like on the job training, whatever it was. Right. Exactly. And then TDY and all that stuff. Like it was forced upon you, but it is a skill that we developed. Right. And you combine that with just getting up every day and doing something creative in your chosen field. So for you, it's music, you know, for somebody else, it might be writing for yeah. somebody else, it's painting for somebody else. It might be photography, get up and do something every single day because it will lead to other things. You might have to dispense with 80 to 95% of everything that you do every day, yes. but it will lead to the 5% that you can then take and either remix or that you can take and then record again, or you can take and collaborate with somebody else and make it a single, uh, make it a record, make it a whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant, right? Like I don't, I don't know music. I'm just a fan. So, but like whatever your process might be, like you're going to have to dispense with a lot exactly. of what you're doing, but that is really, really important work because it's going to lead to what you will use, what you will be successful with, what you will take and iterate on. Exactly. And I, and I, I can't lie to you, man. It was hard. Um, two days ago, I thought the record was going to end at 79 days specifically because there was a storm here. Dogs were barking. I was stressed out and I didn't think I was going to uh, be able to record a full song in time. And then I remembered it's not about today. It's about day 60. It's, it's not about day 79 or day 80. It's about day 365. That's what it's about. And it's all, and it's not about perfection. It's about the whole journey. This isn't, it's not the, it's not the fact that I'm dropping a song every day. It's a fact that I dropped a song every day for 365 days and I stuck with it. Are there going to be songs that people like more than others? Absolutely. Are there going to be, you know, songs that I'm just like, oh, wow, like nobody's going to like that. Absolutely. It's crazy because I've done songs like that where I thought nobody would like, and they say that's their favorite. So I'm just like, I don't, you know, so it also guys, if you're listening out there, if you do something every day. For one, you're going to get better at it. And also, if you do something every day, it allows you to let go and stop being so critical of you and your art. So because I do a song every day, if I feel like the song that I did today isn't that good, I know that tomorrow I get another chance and I don't have to worry about it. So if you guys are thinking about starting something, whether it's a podcast, music, a painting or whatever, just start it. Just start it and finish it and, and, and have a deadline for it and then push it to the side and then start another and then push it to the side. I saw something that was very interesting. It was an art documentary on Netflix and the guy, he made these huge pots. He's in Asia. I think in Japan or, Ch or China, he made these huge pots uh, for years. And then when he was done making the pots, he destroyed them all. And they were like, why did you do that? Because they were elaborate. They were, it wasn't just like he made just like terracotta pots. He made elaborate, huge, life-sized pots. And they said, why'd you do that? He said, because the art is in the creation and the destruction and the life cycle. And the fact that I was able to be strong enough to let it go. And if you guys are out there and you're trying to decide whether to do something or not to do something, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? People not like it. But if you don't do it, you did nothing, you know? So like, that's why it's just like, there's always going to be critics. But a lot of times the people who have time to criticize the work that you've done, haven't done anything. I don't have time to critique stuff. You know what I mean? So I, I honestly don't. I, like, I'll put something out or whatever. And and sometimes I'll, I'll respond to somebody if I have a, a, a free minute or something. But for the most part, I don't really have time to go back and forth with somebody because they don't like something that I do. Um, if you don't like it, move on. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, listen to it. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to listen to the podcast. You don't have to listen to the song. You don't have to look at the art. Um, you don't have to work out with the individual. You don't have to do none of that. But if you realize that, that you do have another chance and just be grateful for the time that you have and that as humans, we are created to create and you realize that in your head, then you will uh, do a lot of good. And then a lot of times, if you're getting a prompting, you know, whether you're religious or spiritual or not, but if God is telling you or higher, higher being is telling you, anybody is telling you, hey, I don't, I don't want you to do that or you'll suck at it or whatever like that. But the, the, you know, God or, or your spirit is telling you that you should do it, do it. Every time I've done it, I've made something great. 
every single time I faced opposition. Anytime like, you're going to record every day? I was at day number 10. And they were like, this is getting redundant. How many songs are you going to drop? And then when I got to day 30, everybody started coming around like, oh, wow, he's serious. I cannot believe that he's actually going to stick with it. And then I got to day 50 and they're like, oh, wow. Like, hey, I know this guy. And then I started getting DMs. Hey, man, if you ever need me for a collaboration, hey, I got you. But they weren't doing that on day one. They weren't doing that on day 10. But you won't get those type of results if you don't keep going. This isn't just about me. This is about all of you guys who are listening and watching right now. If you want to do something, do it. If you're facing operation, if you're facing operation, if you're, yeah, especially if you're facing operation, you want to, you want to do it. If you're facing opposition, you definitely want to do it because the thing is we're made to create, we're made to um, um, just get out there and take risks and show the world our talents. Um, if you think about everything, they started as an idea. If Steve Jobs, if anybody at Apple said, hey, I have an idea of putting a TV in a phone, but they didn't want to share it, where would we be today? Somebody might have created it. Somebody else might have created it, but it wouldn't have been them. It wouldn't have been Apple. But think about that. Everything started as an idea. So when anybody tells you something is stupid or it won't work, that is when you really need to double down and do it and go forward and uh, accomplish your goals. But that's just my two cents. Uh, wholeheartedly agree. I mean, doubt doubt is a privilege. The, the greater the resistance, the greater the opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, that's just, you know, uh, that's just a fact. Um so listen, brother, I I love what you do, uh, and I think more importantly, I love the way that you do it. Um, I'm a huge fan. I'm stoked to be connected. I'm sure this is not the last time that we will record a podcast or collaborate in some fashion. Um, where can uh, where can folks find you? We'll link everything out in the show notes. We'll link out singles and all that stuff. But where can folks find you? Um, on social media, where do you tend to interact with your fans the most? Absolutely. First and foremost, I want to thank you, Carrie, and everybody else who are listening to this uh, podcast or watching this or seeing this right now. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much for taking time to listen and to watch. But you can find me everywhere at The Marine Rapper. I was told in the Marine Corps, the, use the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. So, hey, you can find me everywhere at The Marine Rapper. Hit me up, send me a DM, send me a message, comment. I'm very active, as Carrie knows. Like, I'm always there. Um, so if you want to talk to me, um, you want to have a conversation, if you're feeling lonely, whatever, hey, come out and talk to me. If I have time, I'm going to definitely respond to you. Uh, but love you guys all.